it, everybody. I'm glad you could make it. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I want to thank uh, <clears throat> all of our friends and family from New Covenant Ministries and that are watching us with this new format that we're doing now uh, online. And uh, I'm in person. <laughs> I'm here. And uh, so we, we welcome our YouTube viewers and all of our friends and family and everybody that's watching us uh, all over the place. So praise the Lord. So we're going to get started. Let's just jump right in. And uh, like we do normally, and uh, if you could pan this, too bad we just can't pan the seats, but I am preaching to you today. So put up your right hand, repeat after me. I have the life of God in me. Say it. I have the love of God in me. Say it again. I have his nature, and I have his ability. So therefore, come on, therefore, come on, therefore, I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me, that is Christ Jesus, speak to my heart, change my life, manifest yourself in me today. In Jesus' name. And all you saints said, amen. Amen. So um, I want to talk to you about, um, a couple, couple of Sundays ago, I was talking about um, living in the flame. And I want to take that and, and jump in a little bit, uh, going a little bit deeper. And I, I want to call, call this living in the flame, living in love. And uh, based on, uh, there's... Pastor Gary's New Year's resolutions, that's right, I said it, resolution. Because if you take these and you apply these, you will have a resolution and a revolution in your, in your, in your situation, in your homes, and in your lives. Amen? So number one, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. Second Chronicles 2020. Exodus 2020. Fear not. Especially in this time, especially in this day and age, fear not. Number three, you are complete in him. Colossians 2.9, you are complete in him, 100% complete. Number four, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But I like the three words before that, number four, fear not, little flock, fear not. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom today. And number five, therefore, therefore, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I've got some bedrock truths that I've discovered as well. I want to add on to these. Number one, God cannot lie. Number two, his word is true and we can trust in him. Number three, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Number four, as he is, so are we. Right now, as he is, so are we. And number five, God is a good God. Just say that after me. God is a good God. Say it again. God is a good God. Come on. We need to remind ourselves, especially when things are, uh, when trouble's trying to trouble us, God is a good God. Amen? So let's go to Luke chapter 1, verse 37. I can't hear you. 
Luke one thirty seven, please. That's better. Come on. You're allowed to scream in your home. <laughs> Let your neighbors know what's going on here. <laughs> All right. So in Luke one thirty seven, it says, For with God, with God, and we are with God, God is with us, nothing, no thing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. Living Bible says it this way. For every promise from God shall, shall surely come true. Every promise from God shall surely come true. American Standard Version says, No word from God shall be void of power. No word from God shall be void of power. The passion. Not one promise from God is empty of power. For nothing is impossible with God. No thing is impossible. No thing is impossible with God. Now, um, by way of review, we're just going to go through uh, Acts chapter 2. And I, last time, we, um, I read this in the Passion Translation. I'm going to do it again because it was so good. This is Acts chapter 2, verses 2 to 4. And as it says, on the day of Pentecost... Um, on the day of Pentecost is being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly. And there's going to be some suddenlies happening here too. With this virus, suddenly, God. Amen? Suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. Then all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. Could you imagine what that must have looked like? There's this pillar of fire, and all of a sudden, there's bunches of tongues or, or just blasts of fire coming from this thing and engulfing each person, lighting them up. This is what we're talking about, living in the flame. Amen? It says, verse 3, all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will be filled, but you'll be equipped to do whatever God calls you to do. The impossible will be possible when you're filled, when you're equipped. Amen? They were filled and they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never heard. And I, I like to say it this way too. So if you used to cuss all the time, you feel the Holy Ghost, you won't cuss anymore. He'll give you a new language. Amen. Let's go to Psalms 104, please. Psalms 104. This is a good one. Just shout when you're there. Amen. Psalms 104, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. You cover yourself with light as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, who lays the beams of his chambers in the waters, who makes the clouds his chariots, who walks upon the wings of the wind, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flaming fire. This is what I'm talking about, living in the flame. If you are a minister of God, 
If you are a son of God, if you are a child of God, you would qualify for this. You'd be a flame of fire, fired up, a torch. New Living says that the winds are your messengers, flames of fire are your servants. In the message translation, it says that you commandeered winds as messengers and you appointed fire and flame as your ambassadors. The passion of verse 4, you make your messengers into winds of the Spirit and all your ministers become flames of fire. So there, it sounds like as we become this, there's steps that it's progressive. And we're going to become that more and more. The more we tie into God, the brighter our flame will burn. Amen? We'll be so fired up. Living in the flame. Living in love. Uh, let's, go to, um, let's go to Philippians chapter 1, please. Philippians chapter 1. This is going to fire you up and get you so ready. What Pastor Gary started and what he stated in January still stands. It hasn't changed. Our mandate hasn't changed. What God has called us to do hasn't changed. No. No thing has changed. We're still going forward. We're going with this. We're going with God. Amen? I said amen. Philippians, please, chapter 1, verse 6. Being confident in this very thing, that he, he, him, which has begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet or right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and the confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of my grace. This is Paul talking. We're partakers of his grace. And I mean, he walked in some kind of, he walked in some grace. He really did. For God, verse 8, for God is my record, how greatly I longed after you in all the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that you, here we go, that your love may abound yet more and more in judgment and in all, uh, it's, excuse me, more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ. Come on. He says here that, um, that your love may abound yet more and more. This is what happens. See, we become flames of fire. We, we are living in the flame, and then all of a sudden we're going to be living in love because our hearts are, are so inflamed with the flame of the Lord we're torchbearers for him. So we can carry his flame. We carry his love. Amen. So in the New Living Translation, it says that you're, I pray that your love, verse 9, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding, that your love will overflow. He's talking about an overflowing love, overflowing. Why? Because you'll be spilling your love over everybody. There will be spillage in the streets, spillage in the malls, spillage everywhere you go 
because you're just filled with love and you're overflowing it. So everywhere you go, it's just you just overflow. You just do what you do. Natural. Passion Translation says it this way. I continue, I continue to pray for your love to grow and to increase beyond measure, bringing you into the rich revelation of spiritual insight in all things. Come on. Bringing you into the rich revelation of spiritual insight in all things. Could you imagine what it would look like for your love to grow and to increase beyond measure? What does that look like? To grow and to increase beyond measure. That sounds like a big, big deal to me. The message says, listen to this. So this is my prayer, that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much, but well. You will not only love much, but you will love well. Huh. Sounds like a perfected love to me. Learn to love appropriately. Woo. You need to start to use your head and test your feeling. Amen. I thought it was pretty good, to tell you the truth. Amen. So let's go to 1 Thessalonians, please. 1 Thessalonians. And we're going to hit it in uh, chapter 3, verse 12. Man, I like that, what the message says. That your love will flourish. Back to Philippians 1.9. That your love will flourish and that you will not only love much, but you will love well. It's, it's one thing to have a whole lot of love. But you want to make sure that you have all of this love, that you're loving well. You're doing good. You're helping those. You're doing like Jesus did in, in Acts chapter 10. Doing good and healing all those that are pressed to the devil. Why? Because God is with him. God is with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he is. Still. Still. When you go through the fire, he said he's with you. When you go through the floods and the flames and everything else, everything that you go through, he's there. He's our fourth man in the fire. Woo! All right. Did you find First Thessal Thessalonians yet? Thessalonians? Chapter 3, verse 12. And the Lord make you to increase. Could you Okay, the Lord is going to make you to increase. He's going to force you to increase. He's going to cause you to increase. That's just the kind of God that he is. He says that uh, he's going to make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all even as we do towards you. To the end, he, God, may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Woo! He's going to do this. When you allow him in and you give him control, he will cause you to rise up. Amen? Listen to this New Living Translation. And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people grow and overflow. Have we heard that word overflow a lot lately? And it's all around God. Whenever God does something, he does it to overflow. He wants to overflow your banks today. So it says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more. Passion. I continue to pray for your love to grow and increase beyond measure. Overflow. 
beyond measure. Listen to this in the, in the, in the message. Uh, this is my prayer, that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much, but will learn to love appropriately. And I'm reading in the wrong one. Ha, ha, ha. Let's try First Thessalonians chapter 12 in the New Living. And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people grow and overflow. Again, overflow. That was not a stutter. Just as our love for you overflows, may he, as a result, make your heart strong, blameless, and, and holy as you stand before God our Father when the Lord Jesus Christ comes again with all his holy people. Amen. Let's jump over to um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, please. 2 Th Thessalonians chapter 1. But... um. Back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. I just missed something here. In the message translation, uh, verse 12, and may the master pour on the love. May the master pour on the love. Pour it on, God. Just say that. Pour it on me, Lord. Say it. Pour it on me, Lord. Come on. He wants to pour something on you today. What is that? His love. He wants to. May the master pour on the love so that it fills your lives, splashes over on everyone around you, just as it does from us to you. And verse 13, may you be infused with strength and purity, filled with confidence. So when you get filled and he, he starts to pour it on, your confidence level in him to do what he's called you to do is going to rise to the point. It's just like back in, in uh, because when you got filled, we read this in, in uh, Acts chapter 2, um, when they got uh, filled with the Holy Ghost, they were filled, but they were also equipped. And so you're going to be confident that God has equipped you for everything that he's called you to do, and you will do it gladly. Come on. And in love. I think it's a really cool thing. It's a very cool thing. So he says that, uh, may you be infused with strength and purity, filled with confidence in the presence of God, our Father, when our Master Jesus arrives with all his followers. Now let's go to 2 Thessalonians, please. Chapter 3. Verse. Verse 1. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 1. And it's 3 and 4 we're going to read. We are... We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren and sisters, as it is meet or only fitting because that your faith grows exceedingly and the charity or the love of every one of you all toward each other abounds. In other words, that your love is going to grow even greater. Your faith is going to go, come on, your faith is going to grow exceedingly and your love is going to abound. Faith and love, faith and love, love and faith, love and faith, faith and love. They all go together to give you this package. And, and this is what's going to energize us. This is what's going to give us confidence. And this is what's going to propel us uh, to, to fulfill uh, this new uh, generation, this new millennium where we are today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now let's jump over to 
Um, John chapter 17, please. Because, um, you know, you're thinking about this and like, okay, so we're, we're, here we are. We're all fired up. Amen. We're knowing that we're loved. And so knowing that you're loved, what do you do with that? Right? And that's a good question to ask because, you know, we're, we're equipped now. We're lit. We're torches for the master. We've got his love. We have his anointing. We have his Holy Spirit. So we just can't sit around and just shiver all over that, sit in church and shiver for a while and shake. No, no, no. He wants us to go out and, and, uh, and, and just reach a generation. We can do that. Love that song, History Maker. He's created us to, to fulfill Acts chapter 29. That's us. And we're going to do it. Why? Because we're so full of love, we can't not but do it. Amen? So, John, chapter 17, please. Verse 20, and this is Jesus speaking. Because we are talking about living in love, and huh, nobody lived in love like Jesus did. Amen? Amen? Okay, so we're going to take it in verse 20. John 17. Uh, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. What are you saying about him today? Nothing is impossible. Huh? Nothing is impossible. 100%. Verse 21. That they all may be one. This is us now. As you, This is Jesus' prayer for us. That they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. How's the world going to believe if we don't say nothing? How's the world going to believe if we don't tell them? How's the world going to believe if we don't show them? We, it's up to us. That torch is almost like a baton, but it's lit. And, and every person that comes in touch with that baton, as you pass it, they're going to become lit. And so on and so on and so on. But it's up to us to keep the torch burning, to keep the, pass the torch, spread the word, spread the gospel. Gospel is good news. Jesus is the answer for everything. In everything, Jesus is the answer. Amen? And verse 22, And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. What? Jesus walked in glory. Come on, what did he do? He, he opened the blind eyes. Um, he raised the dead. He cleansed the lepers. He, he opened deaf ears. He caused paralytics to be a, come unparalyzed. And <laughs> that same glory... He said here that I have given them. The glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. I mean, man, you take that and you chew on that for a little bit and see what happens. Revelation will come knowing that you're one with Jesus. You're one with God the Father. You're one with the Holy Ghost. Come on. That's you. Verse 3. 
23. I am them, you and me, that they may be perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and has loved them as you have loved me. Woo! God loves us as much as he does Jesus. It's not blasphemy. It's written right here. Man. <laughs> the Amplified Version in John 17, 23, it says, I am them, you and me, in order that they may become one and perfectly united that the world may know and definitely recognize that you sent me. The world's going to, come on, the world will know and definitely recognize the fact that you have been sent by God, that you're one of his children, you are his ambassador. You. That's right, you are his ambassador today, right now. <laughs> that the world may know and definitely recognize that you sent me and that you love them even as you have loved me. Passion. You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them. He's talking about us. Jesus lives now. When you accept him as your Lord and your Savior, he comes in. You get filled with the Holy Ghost. He comes in, and it says there, he's living fully in us now. Fully in us. Fully, completely filled. There's no room for anything else. He says, you live fully in me. Now I live fully in them so that they will experience perfect unity. Perfect unity. Mike, that's like one, one on top of one, into one. And the world will be convinced that you sent me. The world will be convinced. Those are the people in your microcosm, in your, in your, spa, your, your sphere of influence, they're going to be convinced by your actions, by your deeds, by what you do. They will be convinced that you have sent me. For they will see that you love each one with the same passionate love that you have for me. Love is a verb. So by our actions of love towards one another, it's going to speak volumes. And people will say, well, how can you love somebody like that? Well, it's not your love that you're, that you're energized by. You're energized by his love. You are, you know, you're living in the flame. You're living in love now. Mm-hmm. Just back a couple of chapters. John 15, please. John 15, verse 7. If, covenant word, if, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so, has I, has, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. <laughs> if he told us to do it, we are able to 
well able to do this thing. Amen? Verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. When you're walking in love, his love, there's going to be a joy that rises up on the inside of you that you will not be able to, um, you won't be able to stand it. You're just going to be going out, just loving everybody, laughing, having a great time. People, goes, people come up to you and say, why are you so happy? Well, this joy that I have, the world can't take it away. Come on. He says that my joy might remain in you. There's a remaining joy in you if you stir it up. Just stir it up. That your joy might be full. Verse 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you. It's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. It's a commandment. It's unconditional. Verse 13, greater love has no man than this, and a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Verse 16, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain. So there's a joy that remains. Jesus' joy remains. He wants you now to go bring forth fruit, that your fruit shall remain, and that whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. That's the testimony that you tell the unsaved and your, and your friends that you're ministering to. Hey, listen, I prayed to the Lord concerning this situation, and he brought it to pass. And look at this. I have fruit that remains. What is your fruit? Answered prayer. Answered prayer. It's very cool. Verse 17, these things I command you that you love one another. He said it twice. So I, I do believe it's not a suggestion. Amen. Listen to this in the Passion Translation, John 15 to 17. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. Verse 9. I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. Again, he mentions that. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. Verse 10, if you keep my commands, you will live in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands, for I continually live nourished and empowered by his love. Verse 11, my purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your heart with overflowing gladness. How often has, through this study here, have you heard the word overflow? It seems to me that within Jesus, within God, within the Holy Ghost, the three of them, they want to come and overflow our banks. They want to overflow our lives with, the, with his goodness. What a God we serve. Verse 12, so this is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I've loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. 
And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices, sacrifices his love for his friends. Verse 15, I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. Servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you my most intimate friends. Most intimate friends. For I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my father. You didn't choose me, but I've chosen and I've commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit. And your fruit will last because whatsoever you ask of my father for my sake, he will give it to you. So this is my parting command. Love one another deeply. See, when you, when you take heed to, to his parting command to love, that is what's going to slingshot you and me into his great and precious promises. Amen. First Peter 1, uh, 2 Peter 1, 4, 4 and 5. Pastor talks about these a lot. He, he says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises by, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Add to your faith. What are you going to add to your faith? Love. Why? Because we got a job to do. Right? And so you add to your faith. Why? Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. But with faith, with faith, all things are possible. And faith begins where the will of God is known. Your faith in him begins where the will of God is known. What is the will of God for you? When you know what the will of God for you, for what it, what it is for you, you could take those verses and, and just expound on it. Your faith will grow. Why? Because the will of God is known now. Huh? Uh, or you could, you could say um, revealed. Faith begins where the will of God is revealed to you personally. When you know that you have a word for what he's, wherever it is that you are, uh, uh, wherever it is that you are, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is he's called you to do, when the will of God is revealed, when the word of God is revealed to you, faith comes. Amen? So faith begins where the will of God is known. His great and precious promises are limitless. They're limitless when we abide in Jesus and allow his words to abide in us. You allow, you, allow his word to abide in you live, dwell, to habitate. Amen? John chapter 16. Twenty-three. In that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily. So he says it twice, so he's really trying to get something across to us. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever... You shall ask the Father in my name. He will give it to you. Hitherto, <laughs> good word, up until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Again, that's that overflow. Passion. For here is eternal truth, that when time comes, when that time comes, you will need to ask me for anything. 
But instead, you'll go directly to the Father. Ask for anything you desire. He'll give it to you because of your relationship with me. Because of your relationship with Jesus, you can go to the Father and ask him anything. What a God. Up until now, you have not been bold enough to ask the Father for a single thing in my name. But now you can ask and keep on asking him, and you can be sure that you receive what you ask for, and your joy will have no limits. Your, come on, limitless joy. Sounds like a party to me. <laughs> First John. Can you handle a couple more verses? We're getting ready to land this plane. First John um, chapter 5, please. First John chapter 5, verse 1. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Verse 4, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So, if you are not a whosoever, you must be a whatsoever. So faith begins where the will of God is known. His promise of whatsoever will work for whosoever believes it. You can now say that I'm a whosoever, and I'm going after whatsoever I want. <laughs> Which will unveil a confidence that, that in God that cannot and will not be shaken from you. Um, we're still in 1 John chapter 5. Uh, let's jump down to verse 14. This is the confidence that we have in him, in God. That if we ask anything according to his will or his word, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. We know. Amen? Going back to our bedrock, bedrock truths, God cannot lie. His word is true. We could trust him. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. As he is, so are we right now. God is a good God. Amen? Now, I want to read something over you. I want to read something to you. I want to minister these words of life to you. It says that um, you decree a thing that shall be established. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I declare in Jesus' name that your life is changing right now. I declare that no weapon formed or fashioned against you shall prosper. I declare that God will perform that which concerns you today. I speak to your physical bodies, and I declare in the name of Jesus that your body functions in the perfection that God created it to function. Every sickness, every disease, every germ in your body dies instantly for you to live the the divine life, and you walk in divine health today. You, you are anointed. Point to yourself. I'm anointed. You are anointed. You have virtue. Burdens are removed. Yokes are destroyed. You walk in the glorious light of the gospel. You walk by faith and not by sight. You have no fear because you have been given a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. 
You are the redeemed of the Lord, and whatsoever you would say is so, so that all of you have said and all that you have declared shall be established unto you now in Jesus' name. You have what you say, and you're going to have just what I said in the name of Jesus. God bless you. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.